Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by emerging electronic artist Ruth Royal. Ruth, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. It's, um, it's a pleasure to be chatting to you today. Um, I know you're having a little uh, technical hitch before we jumped on, but you made it. So. I had pixies in my, in my computer, just smashing <laughs> it up. <laughs> no, all good. Um, thank you so much for, for spending a bit of time uh, chatting to us today. Uh, where are you joining us from and uh, what has this week had in store for you so far? Uh, well, I'm coming to you from Bristol uh, so that's where I'm based. My kitchen in Bristol. Which Normally is. I'd be in my studio, but the Pixies got in and just <laughs> messed stuff up. <laughs> um, yeah, this week's been good. Just January, I tend to do a lot of writing because the touring is quite um, minimal. Uh, so yeah, a lot of writing sessions um, coming up next week and just, you know, getting stuff together. Gone back to the gym, which is like very painful. <laughs> yeah, very January activity after. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, No, good. Fair enough. Sounds um, sounds like you're sort of getting back into the swing after the new year uh, quite yeah. nicely, which is good. Um, before we talk about what's coming up, I know I just want to talk about what you were doing sort of back end of last year. I know you did a chill mix for Charlie T. Uh, on Radio One, and you had Apple Tree, your latest single. Um, were those things sort of projects you'd been working on for a little while, like throughout 2022, sort of throughout the end of, of lockdown? Obviously, I don't want to talk about the pandemic too much, <laughs> but um, yeah, how did how did they sort of come about? Were they yeah? Yeah, well, I started so um, Apple Tree and all, all my solo releases that I've been doing, I've been um, releasing on New State and. Uh, so when I started working with them, I kind of had a few tunes that I've been working on and um, th- those are the ones, so Light the Fuse was the first single I did with them and then Apple Tree was the, the latest. And um, we kind of, you know, picked the ideas because I'll tend to get stuff in a rough state, get some demos, send them over and then we kind of work on it together and, and just get it in a, you know, a space that we're all happy with. Um, I've always got, I feel like I've always got like a hard drive or a folder just full of tunes that are like half made. <laughs> So whoever's a and ring just gets just all of the stuff and they have to pick something. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I kind of, I'm always writing. I'm, I do a lot of collaborating as well. So I've always yeah. got stuff kind of in, in the mix happening and, and um, yeah, so it's, it's been a good year. It's been a very creative year. Good, good. And you played a few shows, I'm assuming last year, getting back out there after a couple of years off. Yeah, the shows have been really great, actually. Um, I just did a show uh, just before New Year on, on the 30th in Rotterdam. Um, oh, nice. Which was so lovely uh, for Liquidity. And it, it was just so great to to perform um, some of my stuff, like try out some new stuff. And uh, the audience was really amazing. And I've not experienced this before with uh, like a raving audience because normally you've got your ravers, they just want to dance, they just want to like, you know, get lost in the moment, which is amazing. But I think it's something about Dutch audiences. They're like amazing with like clapping. So it's almost like doing a live show. And I think because I've got, you know, I do live vocals when I'm DJing. So Mm -hmm. it kind of gives that live element. But there'd be like a little dip in the set and they'd clap like it was the end of the song. And like they got me back on to like do another bow. And I was like, (laughs) this is crazy. This is like playing some kind of like band show. Yeah, just like an encore, Um, like constantly. Yeah, right? (laughs) Which normally you don't get. You normally get literally like the the next DJs there like trying to plug their USB in and you're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the end of the show isn't quite like, you know, and take a bow. But it was at Liquidity and it was so cool. Um, 
So I really, I just loved the audience for that. They were just amazing. But um, but yeah, we played, been all over. I went to, did some shows in Albania, did, um, uh, I was in Amsterdam a lot actually towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just, it's just been great, great fun to get out there and play to people and connect with people again and and just, yeah, do some live stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, if I go back to... Uh, your sort of musical origins for want of a one of a better word did you know that um you know from day one that music was something that you always wanted to do um and how did you go about initially uh sort of immersing yourself in that world because i know you kind of come from a, a jazz vocal mm. background um but yeah was that something that you always was was going towards yeah it was so I've I've actually always worked in music like from a really young age I worked when I started working I was like 14 and I worked as a session singer okay and started out like musician for hire type thing and I was doing like um I was doing a lot of like gaming stuff like uh video game soundtrack stuff and okay. adverts and like backing singing like stuff like that and I did that for a few years um and then I got signed to uh like a small jazz label um, which was amazing. Uh, like uh, I did my first EP with them in Abbey Road and it was like totally different. It was like jazz, R&B thing, but I was really young. I was like 19 and didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I didn't really want to go down the jazz route. Like I'd, al- I'd always listen to dance music. Like that would be what I'd have in my headphones, you know? And when I went out to see music, it was always dance music. And I for some reason I I separated them it was like no that's for like my chill time and then that's my working I think because I'd been working as like as a session singer yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until a bit later that I kind of started making dance music and it just felt so organic like it felt so easy because I was so passionate about it um and then that's when everything kind of started to to snowball with with my artist stuff which is which was really fun <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and we'll talk about um sort of a bit more about your creative process and all that kind of stuff in a minute but i also want to talk about the new single obviously walk through fire um yeah. is out this friday am i right yeah, um via new state <laughs> as well um Tell us a little bit about the track for our listeners. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, it might be we sort of might be talking in retrospect a little bit about it because yeah. it might come out next week. But yeah, just a little bit about the vibe of the track, um, how you went about creating it, and and maybe did you approach it differently to to previous projects? Well, I know I wanted to write. I wanted to write like a high drama song. Like that is what I had in my mind. I was like, I think because Apple Tree was so melodic and sort of um it was like a, a drum and bass ballad yeah. was, I remember somebody saying that on one of the like DJ mail outs feedback they were like this is a drum and bass ballad and I was like that's a really good way of describing it, it so I wanted to do something that was like drama like big pianos like big kind of like epic moments um so I kind of went in with that in mind um and you know the subject was like you know lost love and are we ever going to be together again and all that kind of like heartbreak stuff um which is always a good topic for high drama I yeah think. yeah um so yeah just kind of I, I just kind of I, I tend to write by feel and I, t- I produce in the same way I sort of just sit with it see what works um and then get to a point that I'm happy um yeah and it was just like it with this one took quite a while I think because this was like an idea that started completely different because I tend to write just with like keys and vocals yeah 
completely different and then it turned into this different hook and then I wrote the chorus a lot later so so normally I'll write everything all at once and then I'll produce it but now this time it was just like random bit of verse and then I come back to it and then oh another bit over there and then I started getting the production stuff going and I was like oh actually yeah this could be really nice and um and it's turned out really really well I was I was really happy with it um it's just kind of come together and I followed my gut on it and then when I played it to the the new state guys um they like always do like a little bit of tweaking and they're like oh you know try and shift that bit around there or like you know with the arrangement stuff and I think by the end of it, we, we were all like, yeah, okay, cool. We're all feeling good. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was quite a long-winded process. Yeah, one. I mean, yeah, it can be sometimes. But um, as long as it, you know, it sounds like a quite an organic process at the same time, quite fun and and definitely something for us to to look forward to at the end of this week. Um, I mean, all, I get, all stream now, it's out. You well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, everyone, listeners, go check it out. Um uh, walk through fire it's uh yeah it's uh available now and um what is uh i mean i, I suppose you've already answered this um just just now uh ruth but talking about a general process when when making a track i suppose coming from um being a drum and bass artist i would imagine that it's quite beat led but also you said you know being big on vocals is that usually your starting point then you know creating a, a bit of a hook or you know just a top line or yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm I'm fairly new to production, so I come from songwriting. Like, I've always been the songwriter, I've always been the top liner. Yeah. And it wasn't until this last year that I started releasing stuff with my own production on it. Um, and so it's been like I'd always I'd always written stuff and then arranged it. So because I play a few instruments, so I'd kind of like write some piano parts, or I'd write a bass line, or I'd write like different bits and pieces. And um, so that that was already there. Um, but I still am in that habit of like, I need some chords. I'll start with the chords and then I'll start writing a melody and then the production comes from there. So it's all of my stuff is very song led. It, all of the drum and bass stuff that I'm doing is very, very song led, um, which I like because I think that's quite different um, from a lot of drum and bass stuff that's out there. You know, it's it, there, there'll be like one hook or like it will repeat the verse twice or something like that which I quite like to have a whole story that you know takes you on this journey and it kind of yeah you could play it completely acoustically as well as in its kind of drum and bass form yeah definitely I think what kind of sets you apart a little bit is it it sounds it it feels like more of a drum and bass song rather than just like a banger or a track or yeah or a club track you like you say it's got structure it's got you know you tell a bit of a story multiple verses and, and that kind of stuff and I suppose that yeah that comes from your your songwriting background um and talking of of songwriting and vocals um you've been nominated for best vocalist at the at the drum and bass arena awards a few times <laughs> you got nominated last year as well i mean that that must have been a pretty cool achievement in itself just to be nominated right for something uh, like it's so lovely and it's the best thing about it is it's um voted it's like public publicly voted um which is really nice yeah so it it's it's really great to uh just be in the you know category I guess in the runnings for it yeah yeah exactly and the the other people you know the other vocalists and artists that are on it are so amazing that it's just so I feel very privileged to kind of just be anywhere near them you know (laughs) (laughs) well it's worthy you know you're a worthy worthy candidate obviously um so don't underplay it (laughs) but um yeah uh what's the I know obviously uh, drum and bass huge in Bristol 
um, it's almost like the, the spiritual home of drum and bass in the UK. Um, uh, what is the scene like there at the moment? I know it's always changing uh, the, the electronic and, and dance world. Do you feel like you've kind of cemented your place in, in that, in that world now? I hope so. I mean, I've, I'm from Bristol. Well, sort of, I'm from like just outside Bristol. So this is like my home. Um, so I feel like as well as my music, my life is here. Mm. Um, I hope I'm, I hope I'm a steadfast part of the Bristol scene. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's cool at the moment. It's very like, um, it always has been, but it's very like underground and there's a lot of like collectives setting up and a lot of like the younger artists are kind of putting together these, like there's, there's, um, Invicta, there's Full Spectrum, there's like all these kind of groups and um, there's dazed like groups of uh, DJs and, and producers that are like putting on nights and just making a really cool scene. Um, so it, yeah, it feels like the roots that, you know, the rootsiness of it hasn't gone away. It's mm. still very much Bristol will be Bristol. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm sure it will continue, continue to yeah. do so. Um now you mentioned collaborations and I know you've released on, on quite a few DMB labels, done some some big collaborations with Molly Collins, Graphics, Poller and Bryce, uh, Mackie G, BC, a bunch of names I've got here, some huge names in, in that world. Are you going to continue to do more of that that stuff, collaborating and, and like you say, just, you know, um, working with like-minded, like-minded artists like yourself? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I've definitely slowed down on the on the collaboration since I've been doing my solo stuff. Yeah. Um, just because I want to, you know, focus on stuff. Um, but it, yeah. it makes it really nice to then be quite um, selective. Is that the right word? You know, yeah. of who you want to work with, and then when you do work with someone, it's really special. Um, and a lot of the collaborations I've got coming out this year are with you know, people that are my friends as well as people that I really respect musically, um, you know, kind of relationships that I've built up through touring or whatever. Um, and it's it's really nice when you have tracks that that go out and like all my stuff with graphics, like graphics is such a good friend of mine that it always feels really special whenever we have a tune out. Um, and it's the same with Podium Bryson and Echo and Sidetrack. And, you know, so it's it's a really lovely process to go through um and you always end up either writing something you wouldn't expect because you're working to someone else's track or thinking about things in a way that you wouldn't expect because you've got somebody being like oh you know why don't we look at the lyrics this way or like why don't we come from this angle and I just think you learn so much from collaborating like I still collaborate on um my solo stuff like you know with like co-producers and stuff and you just get so much out of it You, you come in with your ideas and you're just like this is why this is what I want to do. And then they're like, awesome, try it this way. And you're like, okay, cool. (laughs) You know, so it's, it's, um, it's a really, I think it's a really healthy thing for all artists to to do. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, uh, in terms of, uh, live shows this year, um, I'm sure you're already booked in for a few things. Um, what are you allowed to talk about at the moment that you're, uh, is there anything you're particularly looking forward to? I actually don't think I can announce one single show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's it it then. That's it. Oh, my God. I've got some potential stuff abroad. Okay. I can say. Um, No, yeah, let's not go there then. um, There we go. That's all. That's it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, leave it to the imagination. I know, right? So bad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure there's some cool stuff in the pipeline. So, um you know, I'm sure there'll, you know, there'll be some announcements and stuff soon, but, um, uh, I'll, 
I'll start wrapping up. Um, but I, I know you're kind of aside from the music stuff, you're um, big on promoting body positivity um, and all that kind of stuff, which is which is great. And as like a female producer doing your thing, um, it's it's you know it's it's an awesome thing for you to be able to use your platform in that way. Um, I, I'm guessing that's something that's quite important to you personally and, and something that you, you'll, you'll continue to do absolutely um funny you should say i can tell you this um we're so keep it real was this um uh a platform that i set up it, well i didn't even really set it up it was kind of an accident i just decided that i was going to stop using filters on my instagram yep. because it was making me feel bad about my own body and you know all this kind of stuff and I, I set this, this campaign started and we started a podcast and we're actually going to relaunch um, that podcast uh, this year in March, but with like a whole group of women. And it's amazing. It's like all women from the DMB scene. It's so just, I'm so excited about it. It just feels like the right step, like the next step for Keep It Real and being able to promote stuff like that just feels so um, positive for me and also just really um authentic yeah uh, I just think that's kind of like part of who I am and so to be able to like get that platform bigger like we're just going to be chatting every week about different topics bringing in you know guests cool. but there's like four presenters it's all it's just like a big bunch of women basically getting together to like talk about stuff which is uh which sounds great to me um but yeah I'm really excited about that so that's that's kicking off in March um and we've got some like bits of social media stuff going up soon and Wicked. Just, yeah it's going to be great <laughs> It sounds good that sounds really cool yeah um yes I won't keep you much longer um I'm going to finish on a bit of a loaded question if that's all right um and uh <laughs> I mean it, yeah it, it's probably quite a, quite a tough one but um what's been the I guess the most exciting or memorable moment uh, of your career so far a, a time when you kind of was a bit of a maybe a bit of a turning point for you in your head and and you know things kind of changed from there is there any is there any moments where you think yeah it's probably like a few yeah I think like I think when I started doing the live shows because I've only been touring uh with my live stuff for a year um and I think I was so nervous about it and the first show because I haven't been DJing very long and I hadn't been producing very long I hadn't been like all of this stuff that I just started doing it was like felt like massive imposter syndrome like I'm gonna get found out yeah, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Like, all this kind of thing and Shogun um invited me down to do one of their live streams uh and it was the first time I'd ever DJ publicly and it was obviously going to be like on the internet and I was with like DJ Markey and Technomatic and I was just like oh my god what the hell is Proper. going on yeah and it was just I think because I did it, I was so nervous. I like, as in, I didn't want to get out of the car. I wanted to be sick, like, you know. And I think because I managed to do it and it, you know, it went okay. Like, I mean, I look back on it now and I'm like, oh my God, that's such a bad mix. (laughs) You know, my first one. But everyone was so supportive and so open and just, you know, wanted me to succeed that it kind of showed me that, yeah, if you just get on and do your thing and just be true to yourself, then you'll be all right kind yeah. of thing. But, um, but I think that was probably the, a bit of a turning point within myself of like, just have faith, be confident in yourself and yeah. things will grow. You'll be okay. The decks won't explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Why not? laughs> well, if you have a really bad day, they might, if you're uh, yeah, they might, <laughs> playing, in, playing in the rain, sometimes it's a, 
it's a risk but um yeah um no that's great that's great and um it's been uh, it's been lovely hearing about your 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 journey so far roof and um and i'm sure there's lots more it to was so late, all the pixies in my computer yeah. <laughs> no that's all right that's all right we made it in the end we made it made it in the end and um yeah uh best of luck for for the single the new single release so um i'm sure it'll go it'll go fabulously and um and everyone everyone listening uh will be keeping an ear out and an eye out for for what's coming next from you this year um Maybe an EP or an album in the works, potentially, or... Yeah. Well, next time... I'm not allowed. (laughs) Well, next time we catch up, hopefully, you know, there'll be be lots more to talk about. I'm sure there will. Um, But yeah, uh, all the best of everything you've got going on at the moment, Ruth. And for the purposes of the the podcast, we'll say our goodbyes um, and uh, hopefully catch up very soon. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. You take care. Headliner Radio. Supporting the creative community.